0: Hello and welcome to the program UFO Warning. In this episode we're talking about chilling UFO sightings. That's correct. Chilling UFO sightings. Now the article comes to us from Readers Digest or RD.com written by Taylor Markarian uh, dated December 23rd 2022 and the title of the article is 15 most chilling UFO sightings ever recorded. Now overall the article's all right but just keep in mind that it's from a mainline-type news source, so there's a couple things in here I kind of have to correct as we go along. It begins by saying, if you're a skeptic, these 15 creepiest UFO sightings will make you believe. If you already believe, prepare to get spooked. When it comes to extraterrestrial life and making contact with those from outer space, everyone has an opinion. Some think it's all a hack, and some are open to speculate, and others still are entirely taken with the tales and stories as old as time, cameras poised and tenfold hats at the ready, one of many crazy conspiracy theories. UFOs have fascinated and confused us for years as each new flying saucer or hovercraft sighting makes national news and splits us into two camps. I'm not sure what the whole tenfold hat thing was about there. While it's easy to debunk individual stories, it's much harder to argue with the U.S. Department of Defense. Now, that's an appeal to authority. Appeal to authority. And I have to... I have to just disagree with this 180 degrees. my opinion, it's frequently easier to believe an individual account than the narrative from the U.S. Department of Defense. The individual sometimes has a narrative that they want to put out there, but oftentimes it's just a person who's had an experience or a sighting and they are simply relating what they saw. They're not trying to make you believe a certain way. As far as the Department of Defense goes... You know, half the time when we get information from them it's fifty years late or it's just page after page has been blacked out. She goes on and says Pentagon has aimed the Pentagon has aimed to clear up any misconceptions by the public. This is also not correct. They have not cleared up anything. They've actually muddied the water since that first report was released. It says Pentagon has aimed to clear up any misconception by the public on whether or not the footage that has been circulating was real and the video's unidentified objects are seen spinning and hovering in the air and above the water while two Navy pilots remark in shock and confusion over the two oblong disc-shaped objects. Well, of course, they tell us that, yes, those are actual cockpit video, but they've gone from saying they don't know what they are to maybe they're Chinese or Russian or maybe they're just trash. Whether you're a believer or a skeptic, UFO sightings bring out a little wonder and a little fear in all of us. Take a look at these sightings and stories and make of it what you will. Most importantly, keep looking to the sky. This says Betty and Barney Hill. It's only fair that we begin with one of the most famous UFO alien abduction cases in history, the Betty and Barney Hill case. The two were driving on a road in New Hampshire at night when a bright light seemed to start following them. When they arrived Eventually got home, it was daylight, their clothes were dirty and ripped, and their watches had stopped working, and they couldn't remember a thing. During a session with a psychiatrist, they later recalled being probed and violated by aliens during an abduction. The case was investigated by Project Blue Book. Now remember, this case took place, I believe, back in the 1950s, long before cell phones, long before the Internet. Just two people, you know, from way over 50 years ago who I believe experienced some kind of alien abduction. The next case she brings up is Barbara Lamb and the Lizard Man. A woman named Barbara Lamb, a psychotherapist who observed crop circles, claimed that a reptilian figure appeared in her house one day. Reports of Anity Fair, he was tall and had piercing yellow eyes. Normally not fond of snakes and lizards, the reptile appeared friendly and and welcoming to Lamb, so she reached out to touch his hand. Then the lizard man vanished as suddenly as he appeared. Now we've heard of these lizard or reptile or reptile type alien uh, entities. I also find it interesting that she was in the process of investigating crop circles when this entity showed up. Definitely a connection there to me. And this here she says this is Zimbabwe children and the end of the world. Now we've covered this a couple times in the podcast. In September of 1994, several UFOs allegedly hovered near a school in Ruwa, Zimbabwe. The children who observed these UFOs were terrified when they were asked to explain what had happened. They described beings with big heads, no nose, just two holes, no mouth, and long black hair. The children said they were dressed in dark suits and communicated telepathically. I think it's about something that's going to happen, said one little girl. What I thought was, maybe the world's going to end. They were telling us the world is going to end. I don't even know. It's just popped in my head. He never said anything. He never talked. Just with his eyes. If you go through this case and you look at the interviews they did with his children, I think it's one of the most disturbing UFO encounters that we have on record. And even today, these people still have stuck by their story as adults. You know, here's some, what, almost 30 years later, over, yeah, 30 years later. This one's from the Rendlesham Forest incident. That's another one we've talked about. It's kind of known as Britain's Roswell. It says, known as Britain's Roswell, the Rendlesham Forest incident is one of the most famous UFO reports. The reason? Because of the witnesses involved in the December 1980 event, or in fact, U.S. military personnel and considered highly credible witnesses. They reported seeing an alien aircraft zoom through the forest. When they went to go check it out, it seemed as though strange hieroglyphics were written all over the craft. It turns out that this was most likely, oh my gosh, I can't even believe you put this in here, a prank played on the, on the soldiers by the British military? That's complete nonsense. Uh, yeah, sorry I had to expose you to that bit of propaganda there, but the Rendlesham uh, account, has been gone over dozens and dozens and hundreds of times. It's probably one of the most critically analyzed accounts out there. As far as I know, it's still on the unexplained list. And for this author just to throw in there without, without uh, citing any sources that it was most likely a prank, to me, that's, that's, it's quite frankly insulting. The O'Hare International Airport. This was another big one where the UFO just hovered over the airport for an extended period of time. On November 7, 2006, United Flight 446 was about to depart from the Chicago's O'Hare International Airport when a dozen United Airline employees spotted an odd metallic craft hovering over the gate. The employees reported that it hung in the air for several minutes before finally shooting up at breakneck speed into the clouds. The strange part? The UFO did not register on the airport's radar despite all the witnesses. The FAA declined to investigate, chalking it up to a weather phenomena. Now, we don't really know if it if it registered on the weather radar because, as far as I know, we were never allowed to see those, okay? This is just another classic cover-up, and it was a lot easier to cover things up in 2006 because the Internet was really just starting to get cranked up. It wasn't anything like it is today. We, we know that. This is Melbourne 350. More than 300 students and teachers of Westall High School in Melbourne, Australia, saw an unbelievable sight on April 6, 1966, shares the New York Post. They were all looking and incredulously at five planes that were attempting to corner and capture a UFO. This event went on for a while before the UFO zipped away out of sight. It is reported that the headmaster of the school, and even strange men in black suits, told the students and teachers never to say anything about it, even though it was witnessed by hundreds of people. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This will show you the kind of... Uh, uh, and I have, to, I have to point out, I don't see any snarky comments or uh, idiotic uh, conjecture tossed into this paragraph. You know, when you have 300 people that see something, and then the the deep state actors want to come along and cover it up. That shows you their uh, compulsive, psychotic need to cover things up. And secondly, how foolish is it for five fighter jets to try to circle and corral a UFO? That thing got here, it either got here from halfway across the galaxy or from another dimension. And then we're going to take our tin cans with motors on them up there and run these things down? That's madness. It's like this idea of sending up AI drones to attack the UFOs. And this is the the simple-minded stupidity. It's beyond comprehension, really. We got here to this next one, Robert Matthews and Missing Time. According to CBS Reality, an airman named Robert Matthews got off a bus in Cape Cod, Massachusetts to report for his first tour of duty back in 1966. Matthews saw strange lights appearing in the deserted area where the bus driver had told him to had told him to call and wait for a truck to pick him up and take him to base. Afraid, afraid, he used a payphone to call the base a second time, and what he thought was five minutes later. The person who answered the phone told him that the truck had arrived to pick him up five minutes after he got off the bus, but the bus driver couldn't find him. In actuality, an hour separated those two phone calls. This phenomenon is called missing time and is commonly associated with alien abduction cases. So here's this poor guy, is out in the middle of nowhere, probably cold, and an hour gone from his life. The Broadhaven Primary School drawings. This is 1977, it says, The BBC reports that in 1977, a group of children from the Broadhaven Primary School claimed to have seen a UFO near the playground. The teachers of the school refused to believe them. But when the children were separated and asked to draw pictures of the experience, they all came up with the same drawing of a flying saucer. I'll tell you, that sounds pretty convincing to me. This is the Frederick Valentik disappearance. Australian pilot Frederick, Frederick Valentik was flying over the Bass, Strait, the Bass Strait when he encountered something that he couldn't identify. According to newscom.au, he got on his radio to identify air con- to notify air control that there was a strange vessel the likes of which he had never seen circling him as if taunting him. It is hovering and is not an aircraft were the last words Valentich said before he and his plane disappeared forever. This is the only UFO sighting no one can explain. Well, that's nonsense. I mean, that's, just another really idiotic comment that she's tossed in here. There's lots and lots and lots of UFO sightings that people can't explain. My goodness, I've had one that can't be explained. I'm sure certainly many of you listening have had, have had sightings and experiences that you can't explain. Fred Chrisman and Harold Dahl. In 1947, Harold Dahl was out on the Puget Sound with his son and his dog. History.com recounts that Dahl saw six strange aircraft overhead one which fell estimated which fell an estimated fifteen hundred feet out of the sky and into the water. So he says fell didn't flew. The metal debris hurt his son and killed his dog. Dahl told his supervisor at work, Fred Crisman, what had happened, and Crispin came and verified it for himself. Soon afterward a man in black a man in a black suit supposedly came to Dahl and warned him not to speak of the incident again. It is said this incident inspired the movie Men in Black. This is the one where they tried to convince the guy that what had happened was some, somehow slag from a nearby smelting plant had shot up into the sky, you know, a couple thousand feet and then fall, fallen down and, and uh, killed the, 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 the guy's poor dog. But it's a really weird case. We'll have to take a look at that again sometime. 1947, the Harold Dahl case. You know, 1947, that's just after World War II. If you got a visit from the U.S. Army or the military, uh, you would have thought long and hard before you opened your mouth about anything, believe me. The Washington Merry-go-Round, a 1952 incident where seven unidentified objects appeared over secure airspace in, near the Pentagon, captured on film. The crafts were registered on radar, and jets were immediately sent to investigate these suspicious, strange crafts. However, When the American jets approached that airspace, those seven objects disappeared from the radar. When the jets landed, the objects returned to the radar screen once more. President Harry S. Truman was notified, and the Air Force Intelligence Director, General General Sanford, held a press conference saying that there were reports made by credible, credible observers of relatively incredible things. It's this group of observations that we are attempting to resolve. There was no resolution. And then it says, don't miss these 12. Listen, I've watched that video, and you can watch it online, of General Sanford. He seems like a real... uh, He's a World War II vet. He seems like a hardened character. And uh, they do the press clip, and it's rehearsed. And you can go through, and you can watch the whole thing on YouTube, uh, where they include uh, the cuts, it's, it's fascinating. He looks to me like he doesn't really want to be there, honestly. Probably doesn't like being told to mislead and lie to people. If you could quite say that he did that. I have a feeling that he knows these things were UFOs, and he was concerned about it, as he probably should have been. Japan Airlines Flight 1628. This is in 2001. Former FAA official John Callahan told a conference of high-ranking Officials that in 1986, Japan Airlines flight 1628 was on its way from Paris to Tokyo when crew members spotted several UFOs in a television documentary. The American Heroes Channel reports that the JL crew called in multiple UFOs surrounding the plane, including one that was four times their own size. They made an emergency landing in Anchorage, Alaska, where the ground crew confirmed the sightings. Now, We've talked about this before. I'm old enough, I remember when this happened. It made national news. And at the time, it wasn't just four times. I heard reports that this thing was the size of an aircraft carrier. And you might also note from what I've uh, been able to research, the captain of that flight uh, was uh, flying a desk for the next couple of decades, as I understand it, after reporting that. The Moscellera is MUSC. A R E L L O, the Muscalero Exerter Incident, it says it was 1965 in Exerter, New Hampshire, when a hitchhiker named Norman Muscalero saw five strange red flashing lights in the woods. As TV station WMUR recounts, the source of the lights suddenly came toward him at a frightening speed. Muscalero drove into a ditch to avoid being hit before flagging down a motorist. The police investigated the area, and they too saw the same aircraft with the same bright red lights speed off out of sight. Today, the event is celebrated with the yearly Exeter UFO Festival. You know, that's back in a time when police really wouldn't investigate these sorts of things. <laughs> I guess some still do. A knock on Rick Sorella's door. In 2008, an unfathomably large aircraft hovered above Steffensville, Texas. Many people in the community saw it, and according to the Mutual UFO Network, A pilot named Stephen Allen reported that the unusual aircraft was flying at an estimated 3,000 miles per hour. That's a pilot, remember that, and was being chased by fighter jets. Then a man named Dick Sorellis said he saw the same thing while hunting. Later, Sorellis says a strange man knocked on his door and said, Son, we have the same caliber weapons you have, but we have more of them. You need to shut your mouth about what you saw. Isn't that just an awesome way to handle things? Isn't, isn't, don't, don't, don't you trust those people to give you disclosure for UFOs? Isn't that, Aren't those the people that you're looking to, to tell you whether or not uh, aliens are possibly real? I'm not. Richard French and the Drowned UFOs. In the 1950s, it was Lieutenant Colonel Richard French's job to explain away UFO phenomena for the government. There was only one problem. Lieutenant Colonel French actually saw alien ships with his own eyes, reports the Daily Mail. At a citizen hearing on disclosure in 2013, the then 83-year-old man told the truth for the first time about what he saw as a young man in the waters of St. John's, Newfoundland. Two UFOs had crashed and sunk in the water, and aliens were trying to fix them. They succeeded and took off. He didn't mention UFOs in a report at the time, How's that for freaky government government? Yeah, well, we know that the freaky government government's been going on for a very long time, Taylor. And that's why we try not to make fun of people or mock people that have had actual experiences of encountering or viewing UFOs. And we've covered the Newfoundland case on this podcast. That was a thing that I think it happened over two or three days where it was clearly a UFO had crash-landed. Another one went down, uh, rescued it, and then they both got out of there after some probably considerable interference from uh, the Canadian and U.S. government. You know, it it, it makes you wonder how clear-headed our government officials are when we know how advanced these things must be when they send up fighter planes, when they take aggressive actions toward them. It seems like the last thing that you would want to do is poke the bear, but that's just me. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.